Hello and welcome to Binge or Cringe. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens. My firstborn is here, Anna Grace, because we are going to talk about something that she knows far too much about and can and that shed I know, light. I know far too little yes, about. Yes, shed light. So you can say hello. Hi. Now, uh, we're going to start Binge or Cringe with something that she loves to binge. And I have seen some of. I feel like I've seen hours and hours and hours of it. Apparently, I've watched part of an episode. <laughs> it just your 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 perception in time. Yes. yes, makes it feel longer. So it is Voltron, which has how many seasons? The seventh season is coming out in August, and it's Voltron Legendary Defender. Okay, you want to stay on the mic because if you lean back, you go away, 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 away. So Voltron Legendary Defender. Defenders. So the Voltrons are a people or a person? No, Voltron is... It is actually worth noting that this is based on a property from the 80s. Now, mm-hmm. I did watch the originals. Mm-hmm. Like, they uh, they aired, I believe, in syndication. Uh, more or less, like, for the, the, the uninitiated. Voltrons are basically like Power Rangers. Okay, pretty like, much. That's... I, they're they're ani- they're animated like it's got a a much larger like anime influence like there's a lot less poor acting as Power Rangers were uh, want to do. Mm-hmm. Um, they 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 turn into like a large robot from smaller cat robots mm-hmm. and would fight. Yep, I, I know actual cats. No cat robots. Cat robots. Lions. Lions. Giant, like probably three story. <laughs> I don't cat, remember this. Out cat of what robots I've seen. that would turn into a large man robot uh-huh. that could then produce a sword and a shield and a shield with the man robot or just a sword and shield robot. with the man robot. Okay, why does a cat turn into a man? I I was four. And like I said, I can't speak to this because I believe DreamWorks did the reboot. Yes, DreamWorks did the reboot. DreamWorks did that. I have not watched it. I, I have seen the toys for it. Um, I didn't question a lot of what was going on um, being, I believe, five mm-hmm. when it initially aired. There was a giant man robot that had been formed from cat robots, and he was fighting <laughs> big Godzilla creatures with an energy sword. And this so is different. I didn't, I didn't care why he was. I just cared that he was. This is different from Thundercats because yes. they didn't fly planes. Those were cat people, not yes. cat robots. The people <gasps> are okay. All right. He's... So wait a minute. So the Voltrons are the the Voltron. Voltron is, Voltron the is actually name. just the man robot's name. Oh, yes. so there's just They're one. Not, yes. The smaller <laughs> ones are not Voltron. They're paladins. Voltron's name. It is just Voltron, and he is only Voltron when all of the cat exactly. robots or cat machines They're cat robots. Form, form into Voltron. Okay, so you have to have all the cats together to yes. be the one to guy. Form a, yes. To form Voltron. It's like a transformer. Okay. Cat transformers that turn into a man. <laughs> yes. Okay, but the man is still a robot. Yes. He he's not really a man. He looks like a man. Okay, yeah. so cat robots, a bunch of them become a like man. Five. So Do it's five? like Am I right five. About? Yes, five. five. To quote Thirty Rock, the Rat King. <laughs> no, the no. Rat King. No, that's a, that's another thing okay. entirely. No. <laughs> All right. So, um, the man robot is called Voltron. Yes, that's yes. his name. Okay, and he is. 
The, the destroyer. No, he's he, the defender, defender of the universe. The defender. He only destroys things when he has, like, yes. when the large, possibly evil robots or just like dragon kind of creatures or huge multi-story aliens threaten, let's say, goodness. Are there any dog robots? Not that I know of. There are little mice that help out. Now, whenever the Voltron series like started to decline in ratings and the toys weren't selling as well, they started another Voltron series that could only be formed with cars. No. But they no, were space no, cars. No. Space cars. Okay. And that's how that's how they formed that Voltron. Not the same Voltron, but his name was also for some reason Voltron and he defended the universe. No wonder and I've never heard of that. I'm just, it was not popular. Um, Good. I watched it um, and probably three other kids. And that's why no one ever talks about Kinda it. Kind of like me and Manimal. Sure. Yes. Which yes. is hilarious. Okay. So, Anna Grace, season seven is about to start? Yes. How many episodes in a season? Um, The first couple of seasons, I believe there were like seven to 13 episodes. But lately, I believe what's been going on, to try to get the seasons out more frequently, they'll put like six to eight episodes in one more part. More mic, on mic, on mic. There you go. They'll put six to eight episodes in one part, and then like two months later, they released another six to eight oh, episodes. Okay. Kind of similar to what Mad Men did with its final season. Mm-hmm. Like you're, this isn't like when- Kind of know, what Kimmy Schmidt's doing right now. Yeah. Like instead of waiting an entire year and potentially like- Having some of your fan base forgetting it. If you're putting these out in like, uh, we'll call them micro seasons, like Mm -hmm. you're able to produce the same amount of episodes, but there isn't as much of a a wait between the episode or kind of like when uh, Lost Mm -hmm. aired and you would get you would have to wait uh, like weeks upon weeks, (sighs) but then you'd get back to back to back to back to back episodes. And they made a big deal. They were new. Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay, so. Is the story of of all this about how the cat robots became cat robots? Was Skynet involved? Or no, that you see the oh, what is it called? Because I really want to know the origin. What's it called? The pilot is about an hour long, and that is how they find the cat robots and how they um start turning to, into the one guy to, to um turn into Voltron, and then. Most of the first season is the team. I can say their names if you want. Please but, don't. <laughs> it's, there's no reason. But, I've already forgotten. But the team. The they, team are actual people or aliens or yes, alien people? There yes, are actual humans like you and me uh-huh. inside the giant cat robots that are controlling them. Oh, I thought they were just. No. No. Like the no. Terminator. It's not, it's not. No, it's not like. RoboCop or something. Okay, and they they just for some reason they're, they're people controlled. That, right. Think of them like um, machinery on a building site, or except like instead what, of a crane. What Ridley, what Ripley got into, except much much larger, like yes. uh, um, like uh, almost the size of like a car or like a very large boat. But they've mm-hmm. got legs okay. and they look like cats, and they have tails and stuff like well, that. What's the purpose of the tails? Um, actually, I, there isn't. Really I don't think purpose. they ever got into that in the I original see. series either. They were never just like, they're cats, because on this particular planet, it's like, cats were worshipped as deities. And they, no, I I think cat robots, look, I'm, I'm betting it probably 
came from the toy company. They're like, listen, we created cat machines, and these cat machines turn into a dude. Okay. And whenever the dude is turned in from the cats, he's got a sword. We need 65 half-hour episodes (laughs) based around that. And they're like, well, are they good? Are they bad? And they're like, it's a surprise. Surprise me. Hit me with it. I just need to be able to sell these cat toys over here. Well, in Legendary Defender, um, all... I guess I can call them the cats, but they're referred to, they're, they're lions is what the show says. Which and, are cats. Yeah. I, didn't, I don't want to hang they, too fine a point on it. <laughs> Depending on each paladin, like you have the red paladin, the black paladin, the green paladin, the yellow paladin, and the blue paladin. And paladin, that's a, a Star Wars term, right? I, I believe it's actually an old English term from medieval oh. times. Oh. I think I think Star Wars I thinking, may have Padawan. Maybe no, no, no. no I think, no, think no, they no. they they may have co-opted that so just I, a little. So Paladin um, is from the Star Wars. Yeah. Okay. In Legendary Defender, each of their lions has kind of like not exactly a special move, but the yellow lion, um, he has a cannon that he can produce, and Basic- the red lion can produce. Um, I believe it's lava was in one episode, a few episodes. Like, they have different If the functions. cannons and the lava and the lasers and the electricity are yeah. unable to stop the giant monster. Uh, again, screwed. much like an episode of Power Rangers, I never understood why they didn't just transform into the giant Zord every time and just pop it with a giant... They have a sword that's about half the size of a skyscraper. I see. I don't know what problem you cannot solve. Besides, like, world hunger or, like... Defining love, what problem do you not solve with a giant half a skyscraper electrical sword? Well, in um, Legendary Defenders, the villains are an alien race called the Galra, and they basically rule the entire universe. What animals are they? They aren't animals. They have a lot of purple and red. I see. Uh, but they do look weird. One of them probably has a pet cat. They're, are they purple <laughs> on like one cats, side actually. and red on the other? And then no the the scheme of a lot of their stuff is purple and red. But they actually do kind of look like cats. Some of them, like they, some of them have furry ears and they have yellow eyes and they're purple. They could pass as original Star Trek aliens of the week. Um, okay, Adam, right. do you remember Lotor from the original series? Yes, he is a Galra and. He is um, in the series as well. It's I, I think it's interesting how, like, because He-Man had a similar... I, I don't know for a fact that's how Voltron was started, but, like, He-Man and the Masters of the Universe. Mm-hmm. They literally gave them the toys, and they'd just be like, here's Moss Man. This is the new toy. And they're like, is he good? And they're like, oh, I just... He, we have to sell that figure. May, you can put him with Skeletor. You can put him with He-Man. Like, I don't know. I, whatever. I think it's funny that, like, these characters and these situations became so beloved by what was essentially, like, them telling them, hey, we need a 22 to 30 minute commercial Mm -hmm. to sell toys. Like, and now that, you know, 20, 30 years removed, these kids, like, that are now producing these cartoons or, you know, television series or movies – in some, but there's been talk of a Voltron movie for several years. I have not point. heard of that. Um, more more or less, it's these people that like have this emotional connection, mm-hmm. like like me and the Ninja Turtles. Like, I, I'm sure if you talk to my dad about it, he he's just going to be like, "That's that stupid thing <laughs> my son liked." 
when he was seven. I was being like, oh, no, no, it wasn't just from when I was seven. (laughs) I was still 16 in the life of death. And he's like, oh, you have disappointed me again. But, like I said, the emotional connection that you have with this, because, like, I remember Voltron. I remember waking up early on Saturday mornings, something I don't do for anything now, like, besides work. That is the only reason you can get me up on Saturday mornings. But this thing that was essentially created just to sell toys has become so beloved that probably somebody that watched it is now the one that's producing, like, writing, is Mm -hmm. the creative consultant on it, whatever, and... Now you've got a new generation mm-hmm. that that is falling in love with these stories or characters. Oh, yeah. Well, I know they um, fleshed it out a lot from the original version because you have a lot of plot twists. Um, for example, in the original version, all the paladins were dudes. Except for when the princess. Yes, the princess, yes. the uh-huh. princess did become a paladin. But one of the one of the characters like Princess Alora. Yeah. One one of them like was I forgot exactly what happened, but they were no longer able to operate like the cat robots. So the princess who I don't even remember why they hung out at her her place. Uh okay, so in the original yeah. so I I I don't know what the situation is with the new one, but like she I guess basically she was just like, Well, there's a cat and it's pink, and I I'm the princess. Once y'all let me drive this. Well, and it wasn't like a situation where like Han Solo wouldn't let Princess Leia drive the Falcon. I think they were just like, well, we can't change into the robot, dude, girls if like we don't have too. somebody in that cat. Yeah, right. well, in the um, Legendary Defenders series, I do kind of forget how they get there. But basically, Alora in the Legendary Defender series is an alien called an Altaian. And... The short of it is, she's been asleep for 10,000 years. She and her, I guess, assistant or something, Karan. And they have no idea what's going on, but the paladins stumble across their 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 castle or wherever they're living. And it was it was a castle. In yeah, the, that sounds right. Or at least like it's the castle of lions. A, a base of operation. Yeah, because yeah. in that series, her people. Uh, Allura's father created the lions to fight the Galra. They they also have very long lifespans. Yeah, apparently. You know, now that you say this, I remember watching it with you. Mm-hmm. It You're was just... it was like the, this this chick, and I kept saying, "Is that her dad? Is like is that Alfred? It was like some old guy." That's Karan, the red. There you go. Okay, okay so Karan the, the point is, yeah, so what you're asking is. Who's your daddy? And you're saying that that's her daddy. But. Well, her this, dad does show up, but Coran is not her dad. Okay. In that episode. Uh, but no. in a very special episode. No. There's the no. twist. No. So Coran's well, like the lovable uncle. What you're, what you're saying is... Lovable uncles can be daddy. This is binge-worthy. Um, it has a lot of episodes, so yes, it is binge-worthy. And a lot of episodes does not make know, something but... binge-worthy. It has, ironically, for a show that's rated for a lot younger audience, it has a compelling storyline, and it doesn't bore you, and it's not like, um, it's not like one of those shows like Dora, where you have a moral or something. Um, at the end of this, well, we don't want a moral. <laughs> that, we've got that's cat a pretty, people. Get that moral out of there. <laughs> swipe or no swiping. But 
Um, moral, no moral. <laughs> Voltron, no stabbing. <laughs> um, but so it's binge worthy. So why yeah. should someone watch it? Um, it has very compelling characters. Yeah, I can tell. And it has funny humor. <laughs> As opposed to the unfunny humor? Yes, I hate the unfunny humor. What What you're saying, though, is you can identify with some of these characters. Like, yes. There, there is like, enough like different personalities and different mm -hmm. aspects of these characters that, that you or someone like around that age yes. group can, can find a character that they can kind of imprint themselves on. Yeah, because um, the characters are, uh, what are the ages? Like... The main paladins are age like fourteen to what is she twenty five, uh, but they all act basically just like teenagers. They're fun. They make jokes. One of one of them's probably like the the practical joker. One of them's yes. probably like the jock. One of them's the mm. the leader. Maybe leader maybe and jock one of them are kind of the same person. And then you have like he's kind of referred to as the emo. So it's like the Breakfast Club. With but, cat robots. That turn into a dude robot with an energy Okay, cell. now I yeah, get it. Voltron. There you go. All right, that explains That's it. That's how you sell it. It's, so. it's basically John Hughes with giant building-sized robots. Okay, and so the new season is August 10th. August 10th. I, I do know it's a big deal because when uh, she and her sister will watch it separately, don't tell me, no spoilers, you're at that one. It's a whole <laughs> thing. Now, I, I have not heard the new... Um, theme like I, I can still hear oh, the old thing. Like I'm, I'm actually curious about this. Like I can the, the theme is just music. If you want me to show you, I mean, we 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 need to do that after the show. But like yeah. the the original like was like I, I could I would literally have that as like a text tone or a ringtone. Like it was that catchy. Oh, it's like, like not cat a, like, people. There no. there weren't any. It was it, no word. Like I think at the very end, like you get this very like synthesized sounding voice that says Voltron, like defender of the universe. You don't uh -huh. get that. But like all. The rest of it, it's these horns, like it's like it's very John Williams, just a, oh, okay. da, 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 da. like <laughs> that's not the theme. Well, it that's the original theme. Okay, I, I'm just saying, like it was, it was like as a as a youth, like I found myself humming it probably a lot. It I gets, see. The theme the for legendary defenders gets stuck in my head all the time. I, I would be interested no words, to hear if they've adapted any of the original like. Notes, or if it's a it's it, it, its own complete like thing. Well, then you two can have more Voltron time. I do I, I think, after the show. I think we. Um, I think one we might thing need to. for people who have seen the original Voltron, uh, the characters are very changed. For example, Alora in the original one, she's blonde, right? I, I think it was more of like a brunette. Like she's, maybe, maybe she's, it's been it's been probably thirty years since yeah, I watched this. But like so, in the. Legendary Defenders, she looks totally different. Like, she's dark-skinned, she has white hair. Um, so, anyone who loves the original, it it is the... It is like the original, but it does not stick to the same storyline. It's, it's they've they've upgraded it to a benefit for, for a new generation. For a new generation. Yes. 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 Okay. Yes. All right. Okay. Irrelevant. But yeah, that's great. Uh, a Voltron for everyone. <laughs> so a chicken in every pot, a car in every garage, a Voltron. <laughs> you get a Voltron. You get a Voltron. So Adam has been watching documentaries, and and Anna Grace and I. Oh, we do love a good documentary. Mm -hmm. And I will tell you that HBO, and I, I know I say this a lot, like, and it, it sounds like I'm repeating, they, they just have quality programming mm -hmm. 
out the wazoo. Um, they have put out two documentaries uh, as of late, one on Andre the Giant and another on Robin Williams. Two people that on the surface um, are completely different people mm-hmm. and legitimately like are completely different yeah. people. But HBO has chosen to make a documentary about both, not necessarily like inclusive of their entire life, but mm-hmm. at least like where where the genesis of their professional lives mm-hmm. like begin or the the input like it's not. And then Robin Williams, then then he went to fifth grade and in fifth grade, like mm-hmm. he he knew Mrs. Peters, Mrs. Peters taught like it's not that it's it's showing the things that maybe uh, in Robin Williams case, like how, how did he get to Mork and Mindy? Like what what or led him how to did he get to happy days? Which eventually, yes, that led him there, Nanu, which Nanu. they actually do cover like in. That. Yeah. Um, apparently, uh, the creator of Happy Days, um, his son had told him that he wasn't interested in watching it anymore. And he's like, well, OK, well, it's the number one show in America. Why aren't you interested in what? And he goes, he goes, well, there's no space people. Star Wars was uh, a, a very new uh, thing at that point. So uh, he goes into the writer's room and he's like, guys, we need a spaceman. We need it. We need some kind of connection to space. And one of them had seen Robin at a club or like on a street. They, they had seen him performing at this point. Like he was a relative unknown. And they're like, this guy, this guy's funny. He does some like funny stuff with his hat. Um, we could get him like a space helmet. Um, he could hang out like you can. We could do that to tie it in there. Mm-hmm. And thus. Thus was born Robin Williams' professional career. Like they talk about, uh, Christopher Reeve and him were both at Juilliard together. Like I, I would love to have sat in. On, oh yeah. Like the, the the Man of Steel and the Genie from Aladdin are in the same class at Juilliard. Like what? Could you imagine what was that like? Or what was it like teaching the two of them? How? Well, they How probably didn't you? even know what they were going to do. So well, right, they don't know that they're Superman or you know the Genie but from really? Aladdin. Yeah, any of that. But, like, I mean, looking back, like, having the ability of hindsight, like, just looking at how fascinating that must have been. Or they show some of the um, the outtakes from, like, Mork and Mindy, like, where dro- Robin Williams is dropping, like, F-bombs or talking about things that absolutely will not go past the censor, like, especially on ABC in, like, mm-hmm. the late 70s. And I'm just sitting there going, oh, there's there's got to be a treasure, like, just a tro- like a black beard's, like, treasure of all of this footage, I want to see that he, it. or I mean, even probably for Aladdin as well. All mm-hmm. of this stuff, they're like Robin. This is a PG-rated animated Disney cart. You cannot, you cannot make that joke in a Disney cartoon. And he's like, oh, I like, feel like that would be me as an, a voice actor or just an actor in general. Like it would just end up them having to cut out half the stuff I've done because I accidentally accidentally dropped an F-bomb. <laughs> well, I mean, if you, will, if you will go back and look at, like, Robin Williams' stand-up, like... I haven't the, taught her Robin The yet. The man is unhinged. Mm-hmm. Like, like it, it, it really feels like it is just this stream of consciousness. And, like, he goes from the appropriate to the inappropriate mm-hmm. to the political to the physical. Like, it, it is just... Like, they, they uh, Billy Crystal, like, they show how he met him, and they would show, like, him uh, backstage after a show, and he'd be like, Robin was exhausted. Like, he would just, his shirt would be covered in mm-hmm. sweat. They're like, he would be mentally and physically, like, exhausted from all of this. Robin is an example, and and I, for me, my ADHD is a gift. I don't know how people think the normals. I don't, I don't get that. We don't do normal. No, but Robin Williams is... 
classically ADHD, and it is truly a divine gift. And then I guess when you add the cocaine use in too, I mean, he was he was off the wall and brilliant and ever so funny. And uh, I remember when he appeared on Happy Days, because Anna Grace, you're not aware of this because I haven't taught you that yet either, but Happy Days... Happy Days was happening, Richie, really. Richie kind of guy. Happy Days was genuinely funny. And there's several, like, what is it, nine, nine, ten seasons maybe? maybe. Now, the, it, it had a very long, healthy run. Yes. Was he like, um, um, when he, maybe not even when he was acting, like during interviews, would he be the guy that was constantly moving around? Oh, yeah. He, HD? No, Ro- Robin, he, Robin Williams was kinetic. Very like much just, so. I mean, the man did, like, you could not destroy that energy. Like, mm-hmm. you could transfer it, but, like, he was, like, he was seven places at the same time. Like, And it was wonderful to watch. He And, like, later he, I mean, he started suffering from, like, depression and Parkinson's later in his life. And, like, th- those performances don't seem as high-charged. I don't right. know. Um, but, like, if you will look at the stuff from, like, the 90s and even, like, his early early 2000s stuff like he's just a this gifted actor a a gifted like probably i mean would you agree the probably the funniest man at one point was definitely the funniest man yeah yeah like if not the funniest man that ever lived like i would i would easily put him in the top five am i am i out of line there as someone who's never heard a stand-up i couldn't really know where to place him but as someone who has heard him as the genie, um, I think he's great and he's hilarious. Well, I mean, you've you've also got like it touches on the stuff like when he was doing like Awakenings with Robert De Niro, mm-hmm. uh, Dead Poet Society. That was I mean, nice to watch. Just like the 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 man, like everything he touched seemed to like just show another gift, right? That he had, which which made of course his uh, untimely demise even. Even sadder when you have such an enormous gift like that. But certainly, certainly when it comes to something worth streaming, you've got the Robin Williams documentary and then you've got the Andre the Giant, who just always fascinated me, partly because of the Princess Bride. I mean, he scares which, me. Which is the, 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 the that is also touched on in the documentary, more or less like they Andre the Giant was also seen as just this this hulking like Herculean. And he was what seventy six maybe. Wasn't How he a boxer he? or something? He, uh, he was professional a, wrestler. He was a wrestler. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Like and, uh, he was actually like um, Hulk Hogan took the the heavyweight um, title from him at WrestleMania three. Like if if you've never watched WrestleMania three, like all of the 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 rest of like I don't know what we're up to now. Like probably thirty something. Um, they're a bunch of clowns. <laughs> they're they're a bunch they're a bunch of rodeo clowns. Like you want to see some legit like fisticuffs, like some cla- just wrestling. Mm-hmm. Andre the Giant, Hulk Hogan, like the, these these guys back like Rowdy Roddy Piper, um, and they're all talking about it. Like on this documentary, talking about like what it was like to wrestle with him, or like whenever they're moving him around the country, like basically. They're renting him out to other wrestling promotions. And this is before, like, the WWE or WCW. Well, like, whenever I see the WWE that my dad constantly watches because he watches nothing else, um, to me, like, I know it's acting, but still it's like that looks painful. But I never see somebody like Andre the Giant who actually looks like he could physically break 
you're fine. Well, more or less, that's what. Um, that's a lot of what's said in there. Not not that he wanted to break people's spine, but like let let's say that like the finisher is supposed to be some kind of a choke slam, or you're supposed to pick them. If if Andre the Giant did not want you to do a move on him, you didn't do that move on him because physically you, you could not do it without Andre like letting you do like putting him up against the rope or or hitting him down. Andre the Giant was a, a piece. He was a ma- machinery. Mm-hmm. And if you tried to act against that machinery, like it would break you. And I mean, you've got like people like Big John Studd, like all of these people just saying, oh, yeah, yeah. When when you fought Andre, like if he if he decided he didn't like you and he wanted you to get roughed up in that match. Good, you were going to get roughed good up. Good Lord help you. Mm-hmm. The, the, like his his hand was the size of your face, like. He could, they talk about like his, his legendary like drinking afterwards, mm-hmm. like just this, this mountain of information about like legitimately a character, a wrestler that I don't think you have a modern contemporary for. Right. Um, and when you are born with gigantism as a, he had expected to just be a farm laborer, correct? And well, he was, he was at, from at one France. point. I, I think he mm-hmm. does um, like some lumberjacking. Yeah, and like one one day, I think somebody somebody had mentioned more or less you should you should check this out. Mm-hmm. And like he got into it, and he he was I don't want to call him a sideshow because like that seems disrespectful, but like you you hadn't seen anything there. Right. There was no he's one seven like four. Yeah, and, and like he's just he's this this. Just, like he I was said, a miracle. Kind yeah, of he was the eighth wonder. Like of the I don't world. want to say mm-hmm. it in a disrespectful way that like he's a sideshow freak, right. but he wonder is more of what it mm-hmm. is because you you couldn't see anybody do anything like this, and this is before wrestling had a national presence. Mm-hmm. So I mean, like you had to wait until this came. It's like before there was VHS, mm-hmm. like and you had a movie that you liked. You had to wait till they reissued it. If they didn't reissue it, like you couldn't watch it on Netflix. Like mm-hmm. a year and a half down the road, you had to do this. And much like that, when you had the different like wrestling promotions that split the co- country up, like you couldn't just be like, ah, I'll catch him on Raw. I'll mm-hmm. watch him on Monday on Raw. You didn't have that. Like if he was up in California or wrestling in like Washington State, like you didn't see him till he came back around to your promotion. And like he was that big of a draw that like all of them would basically just share him mm-hmm. going, well, when can we have Andre? We need Andre back. Like he he packed he packed this. I mean, you you don't have arenas then, but like right. whatever you're equipped, you know, three hundred seats, five hundred. He would sell them out because you could not get that experience anywhere else. And I think most people were aware of him. I mean, when he was starting out his career, I wasn't watching wrestling, but I knew there was a guy called Andre the Giant right. because he was seven foot four, and then he was in the Princess Bride, and that's. That's just one of the best movies ever made. It and really so, is exceptional. It, it, and yeah. thanks in no small part to Andre the Giant yeah. as well. He he was just delightful. And so I am glad that the documentary is exceptional on him as well. Re- they, they've also got another one on like Spielberg. I'm just that saying like great. they yeah, find the Spielberg they have they find these just the I mean, these fascinating just people that, like I said, almost don't have like. I don't know. I can't think of anybody else off the top of my head that I would say is as talented or as funny as Robin Williams. I can't think of a director that's as prolific or legendary or iconic Steven Spielberg. And there's certainly no other wrestler that I can find a contemporary for or I mean, even before that for Andre the Giant. Like mm-hmm. they're just these fascinating profiles about these people that 
I mean, they 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 didn't just like reinvent the wheel. They stepped out of it, and they're like, "Why are we using wheels?" <laughs> like, I mean, they're just yeah. they're that inter- Like they they reinvented these things, these that had been around like for years. Mm-hmm. That were, I mean, they were basically just institutions. Till they're like, "Well, why do we have to do it that way?" I mean, Steven Spielberg invented the the summer blockbuster yeah. more or less with Raiders of the Lost Ark. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> Well, Jaws, but I'm saying like you yeah. you have this guy that more the modern day blockbuster as we think about it the summer the the summer yeah. film like Jaws I, I think he kind of he wasn't going into that I think right he wasn't necessarily he was not. and it he, just happened and I I don't I don't even think he thought Jaws was going to happen at some point during Jaws what what did it took twice as long as they mm-hmm. originally assumed? in the documentary it he like he talks about it and people talk about it. And they say it was a mess because Spielberg wanted to film on the actual ocean, and that and was if, just if awful. If you know anything about any movie that involves water, Titanic, Waterworld, Jaws, um, funny enough, I hear James Cameron wants to do some of the Avatar sequels on water, and I'm like, good good Lord, man. I know that you know that water is expensive. You shot Titanic. Are going to be Avatar sequels? There, yeah, there's there's like five of them. Like, huh? but they haven't come out yet. No. Okay. That's what he's. That's the reason that you haven't seen an Avatar. He literally had to go out and invent new technology. Basically, what he was doing, like when he was waiting for Terminator Two, he's like, "I need technology that doesn't exist." So he he does Titanic, and then he's like, "I'm going to do Avatar. This technology does not exist. I must <laughs> I must create it." So that's what he's been doing, and he's going to shoot them like back to back to back. They, they've got they're simultaneously writing. Like doing the pre-production on like four Avatar sequels that are going to be shot consecutively. She just saw Avatar. Yes, I, it was much well, better than. Well, wake the, up, welcome to the nine nine years late to the party. But. Yeah, I know, <laughs> but it was much better than the movie I refused to watch that also has Avatar in the title. But I'm not sure. Actually, actually, Last Airbender does not have Avatar in the title because James Cameron. Owns the the film rights to the name Avatar, really, which is the reason why M Night Shyamalan's, which is based on Avatar: The Last mm-hmm. Airbender, is only called the Last hmm. Airbender. Well, like that for people who know the series. Um, I know I'm kind of getting off topic, but for people who know the series, I will not watch that movie because I have seen clips from it. They mispronounce the main character's name. I. You know, you I mean, you can me- you, you can get to that, that point badly. on needing to correct it, but where you really needed to stop <laughs> was the fact that on, at the near the beginning of the movie, mm-hmm. like or even on the poster, it's going to tell you who directed and wrote the film. Yes. Mm-hmm. If it ever said, and I, I'm going to eat this later, I know whenever Glass comes out because <laughs> it's a sequel to the only film of M Night Shyamalan's that I think is worth anything. Oh, I can't wait! Un- Unbreakable is getting a sequel, but I'll tell you, mm-hmm. any other film that he has done. Like it, it's it's hot garbage. It's hot garbage on a ninety three, like degree day, and there is you are downwind of it. The happening is still one of my favorite it's, comedies. Or or the what's happening? The sequel <laughs> the happening that involves is so funny. <laughs> there, but it's not a comedy. No, apparently not. It's another unintentional comedy. Now, uh, we're talking about what's worth streaming, mm-hmm. Voltron, the documentaries on HBO. Not all documentaries are created equal, but uh, I'll just I'll just uh, throw in Supersize Me as well, an exceptional documentary if you have not seen it. 
It's about eating McDonald's only for every meal for 30 days. It's fascinating and amusing. But now... If unhealthy. If unhealthy. Extremely unhealthy. Delicious. 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 30 Rock. Yes. Now, in... As a parent, I feel it is my job not just to set a comedic example, but to give my children the tools of timing and good writing. And I mean, it's more or less a master class. Yes. And so it had to, I had to reach a point where now it's time in your life for 30 Rock. And uh, that point happened at midnight two days ago when you just broke and told me to put on the pilot. Yes. It's interesting, like during the inaugural season, like of that, you have a show about a like essentially like a sketch sketch comedy Mm -hmm. show. Mm -hmm. Um, NBC had purchased both of them. Aaron Sorkin also had a show called Studio 60. I remember. Um, Didn't very, watch very, that. Very serious, like um, with, um, with uh, Matthew Perry, yes, with Chandler in Bing in yeah. it. Um, and like they paid through the nose for that one. Aaron Sorkin had just come off like West Wing, one of the most like Emmy nominated, mm-hmm. exceptional show. Um, if if you haven't watched it, one of my favorites. Um, like I said, the the per per episode like cost. I, I forgot what it was, but it, I mean it was not. It was not a cheap show to produce. Mm-hmm. Um, starts off to huge, huge numbers, and week after week after week, it just starts declining. Thirty Rock, which everyone is basically just writing off because they're—I mean—they're essentially the same premise. Mm-hmm. Uh, Thirty Rock ends up having what was it? A it was a six or seven, seven. season, seven. and it, it's just—it's an exceptional seven-season run. Thirty Rock, or not Thirty Rock? Um, Studio Sixty. Why? Well, I don't know why both of them need numbers. Like in them. Mm. Um, well, for 30 Rock, it's, what is it, 30, 30 Rockefeller, Rockefeller Plaza? Yeah. yeah. So that explains that. And, and but... like Studio 60, like they hold the last like three episodes on hiatus. They almost don't show them. And this this little show that no one really thought anything about, like, you know, despite the fact that it had Tina Fey, Alec Baldwin, uh, Tracy Morgan, like, which are three just genuinely funny people. Oh, my. Like, and if you would have told me that that would be the end of the the story of the, those two right there, would not, I, I didn't predict that. I was worried, like, I was a big fan of Tina Fey's from Saturday Night Live. Like, Alec Baldwin and Tracy Morgan, same mm-hmm. same case. But I was just like, Aaron Sorkin, like, you, you've got, like, this big NBC prestige project. And, like, the first episode is Gangbusters, plays, like, Network, the, the movie. Mm-hmm. Like, just a, just a really fascinating, like, two-hour pilot. And, and then, like, the, the odd thing about it is it's a show about all this sketch comedy writing, and it's not really funny. Oh, that's like, the that's, problem. Sorkin, Sorkin is an exceptional writer. Like, he did... Um, Charlie Wilson's War. He did A Few Good Men. Mm-hmm. Um, you the, can't handle the Farnsworth the experiment is a play that uh, this guy this guy knows how to write, but he doesn't. He he's not a comedy writer. So and therein lay, lay the problem. Thirty Rock. I watched weekly as it came out, and then I watched it twice in a row in its entirety. And really? now I'm on the third watching. In a row, in its entirety, I am. Well, I mean, I constantly amused. With you, you skipped. Oh, you skipped. 
Yes, I... I've got the the run on DVD. Like, it's just... I kind of broke and watched the rest of season one because I was just... I needed something to watch. It's... It is funny on so many levels. It it has slapstick. It's got just outright like some of the stuff Tracy Moore like the, in the I think it's the first episode when he's running through traffic mm-hmm. in his underwear mm-hmm. yelling that Chappelle, I am a Jedi. Right? I am a Jedi. And he's swinging a plastic like I, I think at that point when I watched that episode, I was just like, oh, OK, didn't like, didn't J- Dave Chappelle do that? Uh, he did something yeah, similar. Something to, similar. He, he, he was not running and telling that he was a Jedi. Yes, but, like, but I'm sure it was a takeoff. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what the thing is. The the more you know, the funnier it is. It's yeah. It's a sometimes it's a parody. Sometimes like it's just them being goofy. Mm-hmm. Like some it, it every any any kind of comedy that you can draw like political satire like like just maybe somebody getting a pie to the face somebody just telling a stupid pun like you don't know what kind of comment mm-hmm. but you are going to be assaulted yes with it on just a minute to minute basis now it is not going to be your three camera we're gonna laugh here we're gonna take a beat we're gonna laugh it's not don't, that at all there's an episode i think that they actually jokingly put a laugh track in it to yes. parody Yes, sitcoms, but it's not that it, it. It has a lot more to do with maybe The Office. Like I'm trying to think of. Yeah, yeah, it's more similar to Parks The and Office Rec. and Parks and Rec. It's just brilliant, and to me, it, it's extremely subversive. funny. Yeah. It is sublime, and it really is. As someone who, like, I know pop culture, but some of the stuff they reference, a lot of it actually, sadly, I don't know, but it's still funny. Because even if I don't know the stuff they reference, they still make jokes that just are universally funny. Well, they were also mm-hmm. very, like, they were up to the minute. It, it felt like in, yes. like, what was it, 2006? Mm-hmm. I think it premiered. A, a lot of the reason you may not be getting all of those political... How old were you in 2006? One. Okay, there. I'm saying, like, you may not been may not have been, like, taking in all of that information that was streaming around you. No, I don't think a one-year-old would do it's, that. It's like me me watching I Love Lucy and just trying to be like, well, I don't get that reference. I don't think they were that political, though. No, I'm, I'm not. I'm not saying that they were, <laughs> but like there were references, maybe celebrities or or different things that they were referencing that were happening in the world, and I was not. I was not alive for first run I Love Lucy mm-hmm. or Andy Griffith. Now, what I have noticed with what I've been watching, because we took a long trip, and thank you, Verizon Unlimited. I find it more entertaining for me to just listen to shows that I'm familiar with. So I don't feel compelled to watch them because that would be highly dangerous. But I have had again in my life 30 Rock, Parks and Rec, Arrested Development, and The Office all in a short period of time. And so many of the same actors have shown up in little parts here and there. It's just been delightful for me to get that because I I didn't notice that before. I mean, and even some of the guest stars, like, yes. the, like mm-hmm. you can see usually the caliber of a show by, okay, The Simpsons. If you were going to break down all of the guest stars that have appeared over the, the three, de- oh, you could, but it's going to take you a minute. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe to, like, 30 Rock was another one that could attract these really just spectacular mm-hmm. guest stars to it that, I mean, I mean you... No, normally, like you they would have Jerry to, Seinfeld on you there. You could either you could either have to pony up 
that money to get them there. Or, like, they just saw it. I think a lot of the case, why you got the people you did, they recognized Tina Fey. They understood how funny. Most of them had worked with her at some point, be it at Second City, Saturday Night Live, or whatever. And they're just like, this is funny. I'm a funny person. I want to be on the funny show. Mm-hmm. Like you said, Jerry Seinfeld appears mm-hmm. for for Seinfeld Vision. Yes, <laughs> that I, I want to say was maybe it was right around the time he was doing B movie. Maybe yes, it was. Yes, like that. it yeah. was because they mentioned that. Yeah. So it's uh, if you have not seen Thirty Rock, it's definitely binge worthy. If you saw it when it came out, watch it all at once. And they're, you have no they're also very bite-sized. It's like, yeah, what, 22, 22 minutes? minutes? 20, yeah. 22 minutes after you take out the commercials. Like, th- th- this is, you don't have to commit to a lot for an episode of 30 Rock. All mm-hmm. you, if, if you want to be entertained, if you want to laugh, and you want to do it in a short amount of time, like 30 Rock, 30 Rock is quite possibly the perfect sitcom. I actually and, thought my TV had short-circuited because I'd been binge-watching Supernatural, and that's like 45 minutes each episode, and I was watching maybe the first episode or two of 30 rock and i'm like isn't that supposed to be 20 minutes it's longer just, it's it's brisk and like mm-hmm. i said you almost need to watch it to give in because you probably laughed and stepped on another joke exactly and and saw it just missed a joke for instance when i was actually had eyes on arrested development one of the recurring characters is henry winkler who yep. of course played the Fonz and Happy Ron days. and Ron mm-hmm. Howard is not only the narrator he's an executive producer and I missed this the first time around Henry Winkler's character is standing in front of a mirror with a comb he's about to comb his hair and then he does the Fonz hand gesture of hey. it's perfect hey and it's Again, sublime is things like that really, and they don't even hit you over. That that's another you. If you're not paying attention, like you can't go in the other room and like fix macaroni and cheese mm-hmm. while you will miss stuff. Like yeah. you don't you don't get that 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 pinpoint on when to la- like. There's no there's no uh, studio audience or like a, a laugh track playing for you to know when you're supposed to think it's funny. You, you're gonna miss something if you're not paying. Arrested Development is another one that like it ne- re- that really never got. The respect that it deserved. Like, I think Fox ended up giving it like three, three, maybe four seasons. Well, it had three and then it's kind of gone into a fourth. There is a Netflix happening now. But one of the episodes I just watched was, oh, maybe, maybe we could. Oh, they talked about HBO, the home builder organization. Maybe we could end up on HBO or it's showtime. We can go there. And it's. These shows, to me, are are smart, funny. And it's not that I don't appreciate the Stooges. Someone getting no, kicked in a, the groin listen, is hilarious. There, there, there is a place for, like, a well-made salad. There, There is a place for, like, a, a well-baked chicken with, like, some kind of, like, vinaigrette with it. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I just want a dollar burger that, like, has greasy cheese on it. Like, you don't discount something because it's not... Li- Everything that you like, it doesn't have to be the exact same thing. And as much as I like the Stooges going, whoop, 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 whoop. Swintly. There, there is definitely a place for comedies like 30 Rock or Arrested Development that like are working on so many levels that even if you're a quick study, you probably missed it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's just, it's, it's so fulfilling for me to watch these kinds of it's shows. It's a meal. It yeah. is a meal. And... Uh, that's why I say that they are binge worthy. I get, 
I get delight on many levels on these shows. Mostly because now she can talk about them like Lord of the Rings, and I understand what she's saying. Thank goodness, because that's important to me. So uh, our, our binging for today is uh, Voltron, documentaries about Andre the Giant HBO and Robin Williams on yeah. HBO, HBO documentaries in general, and uh, 30 Rock and the, the ancillary shows that we like to clump together, they're all binge-worthy. That would be The Office, Parks and Rec, and, uh, Arrested, Development. and Arrested Development. And I'm sure Community would fit in there as well. I th- yeah, I'll, yeah, I would allow that. Yeah, okay. But maybe to a lesser degree? But in the top five, it would be number five? It, it's an exceptionally funny show, and one that we should probably cover At in its time. entirety uh, on a later date. Yes. So by all means, watch the funny things to skip. I, well, I haven't watched any of those. Well, I usually skip those. Yeah. Okay. Um, so we're all, like, we're, I, I see, I see the I preview for would it. I skip 13 uh, Reasons Why, but that's just me. I have also skipped, I have no desire to see it. If I want to see someone who has committed suicide narrate something, I would watch seasons one and two of Desperate Housewives. There, there you go. I have not watched... Desperate Housewives, so I'm I'm going to have to say that I don't understand that reference, but I don't need to. Oh, yeah, you're right. Does it not? It, you don't. it probably doesn't surprise you that I have not watched the entirety of Desperate Housewives. I have not watched the entirety. I am not desperate, I nor desperate housewife. am I a housewife. See? It all works out. But I did find it entertaining at the time. Well, I mean, Terry Hatcher isn't hard on the eyes. like. Well, so. And she played the standard Terry Hatcher slash Sandra Bullock type of goofy, you know. And she was Lois Lane. Yeah. Which, which anytime, anytime you have crossed over into like Batman or Superman, like I will follow your career like anywhere. I may not follow you to the theater for it, but but I'll watch it when it comes on TNT. Yeah. Like Dean Cain. I've watched probably every movie Dean Cain's been in. Are they good? No, most of them aren't. I, I can't think of one off the top of my head that is. Was Dean Cain Superman? Yes. And that means I will follow him. Exactly. By the way, I would like to point out that neither you nor I brought up Star Trek or Lord of the Rings. However, my child did. That's only because you, I, t- I was talking about you mentioning yeah, I know, it. But Adam and I tried to apparently, see if we can do it. Apparently it's hereditary. Yeah, it is. So anyway, if there's something you want us to watch for you, by all means, let us know. I, I know coming up in November, there'll be season 11 of Doctor Who. I need to watch Doctor Who. Which, uh, whenever they have a new Doctor, that's the best time to start it, because it's been on for like 55 years. But I've heard like 9 and 10 are like It's been on for 55 years. Yes. (laughs) Seriously. So It it is so old. Like, they taped over some of the original episodes for, I I really want to say it's something like crazy. Like, Like, they were like, well... What's they Who's didn't say watch that. they didn't even say what's home video home video didn't exist. They were yeah. just like, bah, tape over those with this um, because they were still using tapes in those days. Yeah. Like it's been around. So that that is coming up. Uh, but we'll talk about that in November when we need to. November. Yes. Because it's Doctor Who. So therefore, it's going to be binge worthy for at least a third of the population. One would assume. Mm-hmm. Yes. One, one Hopefully more. Anyway, so that's Binge or Cringe for today. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you, Anna Grace, for sharing your Voltron knowledge. You're welcome. I'm Jane Ellen. And I'm Adam Cravens.